This is the podcast on disability rights by the Office of the Project Coordinator in Uzbekistan of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, or OSCE. My name is Mathieu Lemoine. I will be your host for this podcast dedicated to the rights of persons with disabilities. Since 2019, the OSCE Project Coordinator in Uzbekistan has been increasingly working on projects related to the rights of persons with disabilities especially in the field of the participation of persons with disabilities in the public and political life and inclusion in the social economic life of the country. Following the key motto of nothing about us without us, the office is engaging with both government and civil society in the implementation of the projects. In June, 2021, Uzbekistan has ratified the United Nations Convention on the rights of persons with disabilities, also known as CRPD. This is an important step that needs to be highlighted and commended. The ratification of an international instrument is also the beginning of a long and continuous journey towards its implementation. In this podcast episode, we will hear opinions from the most prominent civil society representatives, experts, and officials on the topic of disability rights in Uzbekistan and in the OAC area. For our first episode, we are delighted to have a chat with Dilmurad Yusupov. Dilmurad is a PhD candidate at the Institute of Development Studies at the University of Sussex, where he is doing research on disability and inclusive development in Uzbekistan. He is also the co-founder and member of board at the NGO Sharoit Plus based in Tashkent. Dilmurad, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me to this podcast. We're delighted to have you with you today, and thank you for answering our questions. My first question will be the following. Which are the main challenges faced by persons with disabilities in practical terms across the OSC area? Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for this uh, very important question. I think one of the biggest challenges now uh, is um, education uh, because the society expects not too much from children with disabilities, from young persons with disabilities. And uh, overall, I have observed a very low level of uh, education and poor education, which is related to, again, discrimination on the basis of disability because, uh, for example, many children with physical impairments uh, they don't have any option other than studying at home, so uh, which is isolating, which is segregating. And um, as a result, when they finish their school level education, they come and they join the society very unprepared, uh, which also affects their uh, opportunities to find decent um, work opportunities in the labor market. So I think everything is now related to the education. Um, and if you may know that inclusive education is not really developed in Uzbekistan and we are still in its early age, in its early stage of uh, implementation. Um, another challenge I would say would be uh, um, widespread discrimination on the basis of disability. Uh, and even disabled people themselves, they don't really understand where they're discriminated against. So it's, this is also related to low level of legal education or legal awareness uh, 
uh, of the rights uh, by on the part of persons with disabilities. So uh, generally, I would say it's lack of education, which is one of the main challenges. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jim Murad, for your answer on this question. It was very inter interesting insight. Um, so my second question will be the following. Uh, how important is the ratification of the CRPD and its implementation? Thank you. Uh, ratification was uh, a long-awaited um, process, which happened this year, as you already mentioned in the beginning. Uh, it's a very important document, as we know. Um, it uh, defines disability not as an illness or a sickness or a lack of ability to work. It's, it, it defines disability through the human rights-based approach and social model of disability, which says that disability is not a result of um, like physical conditions of persons. It's a result of uh, interaction of persons with impairments with uh, environmental and attitudinal barriers in the society. Um, currently, the legislation in Uzbekistan, the disability legislation is very much medical. So it still conflates disability with illness. And I believe that uh, ratification would uh, redefine disability as a human rights issue, as a, as a social issue, rather than an individual or medical issue. Um, I remember uh, the, the director of the National Human Rights Center, Akmar Saidov, he said that ratification is just 10% and another 90% is uh, its implementation. I would say that uh, it's only 1% of the solution ratification because uh, we had we already had for example the law on social protection of disabled people which which was in force uh, since 1991 it was one of the first legislation uh, adopted in the independent uzbekistan but uh, much of this legislation national legislation which existed before the ratification uh, just remain on paper, actually, as, as we look at it. And 99% of the uh, solution uh, depends on its effective implementation of the CRPD. So we, it's just the beginning of the journey. It's a long journey. Uh, and uh, we need to be active, especially organizations of persons with disabilities uh, need to be active and uh, demanding, uh, advocating for their rights. Otherwise, I think the convention will just remain on paper, as, as it happened with other uh, national legislation. Um, also, I think CRPD is important because it provides a, a very effective tool for uh, organizations of uh, persons with disabilities to make the government accountable towards uh, implementation of their rights. Uh, we are expecting that Uzbekistan will report to the Committee on uh, the Rights of Persons with Disabilities in two years after its ratification, so it will be in 2023. Uh, but we need to be prepared for that and to also make the alternative reports on the implementation of the Convention. And one of the problems related to the implementation of the CRPD can be the fact that persons with disabilities themselves, they don't really understand what CRPD is. So 
uh, what a social model is, because social model was created in um, the UK uh, or in like, uh, there was a minority model in the United States. So uh, it all comes from the Western kind of developed countries, developed nations. And uh, we didn't have this evolutionary development uh, from like medical and social understanding, uh, like charity understanding of disability to social understanding of disability or human rights understanding of disability. And as you may know very well, the human rights language is not that kind of human rights work is not re really developed in Uzbekistan. So I think we need to uh, raise awareness of uh, disabled people themselves about this, uh, the importance of the CRPD and what can CRPD bring to change their lives in reality. Because I've, I, I've heard a lot of uh, pessimism on the part of uh, disabled people in the organization saying, okay, we ratified the CRPD, what next? What, what, what does it bring to us? Um, so they don't really actually believe that CRPD can change their lives. But for CRPD to be able to change their lives, they need to be active themselves. So. Uh, this is um, a, a huge problem here, I think. Thank you very much, Murad, for your answer on this uh, topic. Indeed, you're right. As, uh, as we know, the implementation is really key uh, for the implementation and for actual change and actual improvement or, of the situation for persons with disabilities and their families. Um, now, if you allow me, let's turn towards uh, one part of our project on which we're working at the office of the OSC project coordinator in Uzbekistan. Uh, and in the framework of this project, we're supporting uh, employment of persons with disabilities with your NGO, Sharoid Plus, and with uh, the help of local consultants. Uh, so could you please tell us about your joint work with the OSC and what the main challenges are in the field of employment? Thank you very much. Uh, thanks so much for this question. Um, this is also another important um, issue about uh, unemployment on unemployment of persons with disabilities. Um, when I was doing my uh, fieldwork, my research in Tashkent, I also encountered with this problem a lot. So many participants were asking, uh, can you provide me with jobs? So can you find me a job or anything? Because uh, we know that only less than 2% of persons with disabilities are officially employed. And the UN uh, joint, joint analysis um, on children and adults with disabilities uh, found that only about 7% of uh, persons with disabilities are officially employed, which is a very low number. And together with uh, my colleagues at Sharoid uh, Plus, at our NGO, we decided to do a project to, to change something in this field uh, based on our own capacity, on our resources. And at that time, uh, the UN Joint Program on Social Protection announced uh, this uh, small-scale grants for NGOs or organizations of uh, persons with disabilities, and we applied. And we received a small grant from them, and we started implementation of a um, an uh, innovative project. I would say it's a social innovation uh, because, because uh, there was no such project before, as, as I know. Uh, there are such, such projects in, in, in the UK, in, in Spain, 
in the US, I, I believe, but there was no uh, recruitment website for uh, young job, job, job seekers with disabilities to find um, job opportunities like vacancies and uh, vocational training. So we decided to create ishplus, ishplus.us, which is uh, translated as job plus. So plus means uh, inclusion. So again, Sharad plus like inclusive environment for everyone. Uh, so we decided to uh, find uh, vacancies available for them and to publish them online. And uh, this web resource also allows them to uh, sign in and create their own resumes. So they can fill in the online form and they create, create a resume, download the resume, and they can contact the employers who are willing to be inclusive. And thanks to the OEC, we expanded our project. So we, uh, thanks to the OEC financial support, we uh, hired two more uh, consultants uh, with disabilities. So we are trying to hire only uh, disabled people to our project because they know the problem much better than anyone else. And um, the two uh, consultants are now working uh, with us. And also one additional consultant uh, uh, was hired, uh, Yildus Honomarbekova, she's a lawyer, a disability rights lawyer, and she is now uh, doing a great job uh, protecting their labor rights. So we are really thankful to the OECE for providing this support to um, strengthen our project, uh, to strengthen our team. And uh, we are still in the process of uh, working on the project and we wanted to make it sustainable. So it's not like a, a one, one off project which ends in one year. We want to be sustainable to, and we are planning to expand uh, to the regions uh, to work across the Uzbekistan because now we are only working in Tashkent city. And there are many requests from uh, young people with disabilities from the regions uh, to work there as well, to work in their region. But due to financial resources and due to our current capacities, we are only working in Tashkent now. So we are piloting the project and we are hoping to scale it up next year. Yeah. Thank you so much, Murad, for uh, developing and elaborating on our common project. And we indeed hope that in the next years, uh, the project will, of course, expand throughout all Uzbekistan. Um, Din Murad, my fourth question will be the following. Why is it important to uh, support job seekers with uh, disabilities, especially them? Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I know that we talk about uh, inclusive education a lot. For example, there is a lot of discourse on inclusive education. But unfortunately, there is not much about inclusive employment, disability inclusive employment. And so far, I've, I think that uh, not many organizations worked uh, on this. Uh, the Ministry of Employment and Re Labor Relations um, has some policies and some support available for uh, job seekers with disabilities, but it's a limited kind of support. And we are now collaborating with, uh, with the ministry to uh, join forces and to make accountable the employers who are obliged by the state 
to provide 3% um, employment quota for persons with disabilities. Um, in terms of, if we look at labor, like, uh, like education, is, it has a very positive impact on inclusion because through labor, uh, a person with disability can be integrated in, into the society and uh, realize their inner talents. And so I know that, for example, blind and visually impaired people are very talented in uh, musics or uh, art performances or anything. Uh, deaf people, they also have their hard of hearing people. They also have their own talents. Uh, other people with other forms of impairments, they're also very talented. But uh, th by discriminating them in the open labor market, we are losing all these talents. Uh, for example, I, I remember Einstein, he, he had dyslexia and he started talking only at, at level at age six. And I, I always tell to myself, if Einstein was born in Uzbekistan, in current Uzbekistan, maybe he wouldn't become Einstein like he was. So uh, another important uh, uh, side of uh, disability inclusive employment is um, strengthening social protection of disabled people. Because uh, as you may also know, disability benefits are not really enough and they are now covering, covering only very basic needs. Uh, and even they are not enough to cover their basic needs. And uh, because of that, uh, they also want to uh, find the decent job opportunities, uh, try to work, try to earn their own money. And another important uh, impact of uh, employment is that uh, currently, I, I think that Uzbekistan um, has a very charity-based understanding of disability. So uh, we tend to distribute charity goods, like to organize events, charity events for persons with disabilities. And since early childhood, they believe that someone someone always needs to give something to them. So they're always expecting something from uh, the outsider world, like as a passive recipient. Uh, but if we want to make them active agents, they need to be independent and uh, they need to uh, earn for their lives as well. So, but for this, we need to create all the uh, accessible environments. Uh, we need to change our negative attitudes and stereotypes of, about uh, labor capacities of persons with disabilities. So um, there's, there are also economic benefits of including persons with disabilities uh, in the open labor market. Uh, for example, in, in 2010, I believe the International Labor Organization estimated that in developing countries, uh, the cost of excluding uh, persons with disabilities from the labor market is about three or 7% of GDP. So actually the government is losing uh, by, not, by excluding uh, persons with disabilities from the labor market, we are losing a lot in economic terms as well. Uh, so, but at the same time, for example, in many countries, social benefits for persons with disabilities can amount to four or 5% of GDP. So uh, therefore I think uh, employment, disability inclusive employment is crucial if we want to strengthen uh, social protection of persons with disabilities and uh, to include them into our society as independent and equal members.
Thank you so much, Dilmurad. Uh, I hear from you a message of hope uh, for persons with disabilities and their rights. Uh, so my, my last question would be the following. Why should we be positive for the future in terms of uh, disability rights? Uh, in terms of future, I'm, as you said, I'm, there is hope. <laughs> I think uh, young persons with disabilities younger generation um, is active, is very much active. And they are using um, internet, they are using uh, technologies, uh, they are uh, starting um, to realize their potential and their talents, uh, especially after the introduction of 2% uh, quota to enter higher educational institutions. As you may know, the, in 2018, uh, this quota was introduced. Uh, and since then, many young people with disabilities entered universities, national universities in Uzbekistan, and they are now studying. And next year, we are expecting the first batch of uh, those who, who will graduate. Uh, again, um, when I talk to them, I, I see also hope in their eyes. Uh, but my concern is about the Uzbek disability movement because the movement uh, should always uh, renew itself uh, in terms of members and in terms of the cross-disability approach. So uh, currently I see only, maybe you, when you talk to Oybek Isakov, maybe he will criticize me, <laughs> but I, can, I see that there are many uh, male members of the disability movement who are uh, older age, uh, like uh, I would say veterans of disability movement. Uh, but to reinvigorate the disability movement, I think we need to include, we need to prepare uh, young leaders. We need to nurture young leaders with disabilities. We need to increase their legal awareness. For example, as I said, the CRPD, uh, many young people, they, they don't really know CRPD, so they don't understand the importance of it. So we need to create kind of a school of young leaders, uh, maybe every year, that uh, they could go and participate and become leaders with various skills and talents. For example, leaders in, in the media, leaders in uh, the political participation, leaders in uh, kind of economic activity or anything else. So we need many leaders, young leaders uh, among uh, persons with disabilities. I also have some ideas for that. And uh, at Sharad Plus, we were thinking of organizing summer camp for young people with disabilities where, would, where they would uh, leave uh, themselves on their own, like independent from their parents, carers or anything. So in somewhere in the mountains or like where there is, a, there is an accessible camp. Because I was very, very much inspired. Have you watched, have you watched this uh, Crip Camp by Netflix documentary? I have, I have, I have. It was a really, really good uh, actually movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we need a Crip Camp, an Uzbek Crip Camp for, <laughs> for us. Uh, because uh, the movie shows how the American disability movement uh, initiate, was initiated at that really camp uh, in 
in the US. So uh, I was really inspired by Judy Human. Uh, she's a, a long-standing disability advocate and uh, leader uh, globally. Um, maybe there would be a possibility to translate all this documentary to Uzbek and to show it in Uzbekistan to young leaders. And I, I was also planning to show this documentary during that summer camp in, in, in Uzbekistan. But maybe we can organize this next year. But yeah, this was my, this was our plan and hope for the future. Thank you so much, Imorad, for your answer on this question and uh, also for bringing all these new and innovative ideas in Uzbekistan. There is definitely hope and that's really, really positive uh, developments in the country. Um, thank you again very much, Imorad, for your time for today's uh, podcast. It was really interesting talking to you. I learned a lot and I'm sure that our listeners also enjoyed uh, hearing uh, your insightful thoughts. Uh, Stay tuned for the upcoming episode of the OEC Project Coordinator in Uzbekistan. Thank you, Dimorad, again, and have a good day. Uh, many thanks for inviting me again. Thank you very much. Bye.